Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of, game of roses. roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today is Friday. That means this is this week in Bachelor Nation. We're going to be giving you all the news. The nation. In the nation. This week in the nation. 
parentheses bachelor. We live in many nations. One of them is Bachelor Nation. That is the one we're going to be discussing today. We've got a lot to talk about. There's some very big news happening within the nation. Obviously, we're going to get to that in Bachelor Nation news. We're going to talk about all those parasocial plays that have happened post-conclusion of Historic Bachelor Season 27. We are going to be talking about those final ratings for the finale. Interesting numbers coming Mm -hmm. in there. Um, We got those screams for you, of course. And we're going to be talking about the state of the game. Some very interesting things happening in the state of the game this week. Some very disappointing things. Very disappointing things. Things that I think most of the audience isn't even aware of. And we will get to that also. But (laughs) we can now also officially conclude Bookwatch. They never aired it in the whole season. We know Gabby was the one reading our book. Caught reading it by the producers. They never aired it. They never uh, gave us the time of day. I believe this was by design. The readers were too good at the game. They couldn't they couldn't blast them. They can't villainize their final final two. No, but it also means that, in my opinion, they had deep run plans for Gabby. Because if mm. they found her reading the book in the first week or two, they easily could have pivoted her into a villain for TWR attacks, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't. They protected yeah. her. They erased her, in quotes, wrongdoing. I don't believe it was wrongdoing, obviously, but it would have been in the context of the game. They erased that. She would have had a Scarlet B instead of a Scarlet A. (laughs) A Scarlet (laughs) H-T-W-T-B. New merch. (laughs) (laughs) Red H-T-W-T-B necklaces. Everyone will want one. Um, but no, congratulations to Gabby on a fantastic season. Congratulations to Katie. Congratulations to everybody yes. who survived the producer machinations in season 27. But let's get into this pace case. Let's begin our This Week in Bachelor Nation as we begin all this week's In's Bachelor's Nations with <laughs> Game of Roses. State of the Game. Like Pesuke said up top, we have some disappointing news to report that directly relates to the state of the game. Bachelor Live on Stage is canceled. Canceled. I can't believe this, and yet I can. So we have been talking about on this very program how we were going to attend the April 22nd event in uh, Arizona at the Talking Stick Resort. We had booked our flights. We had booked our hotel rooms. We were telling everybody to come out. Mm -hmm. If you were one of the people who bought tickets to it, you should now also be getting the email. We've been planning our entire lives around it. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) But uh, if you have already bought all your stuff for it, you should now be getting your email today, I believe, um, from the event itself telling you that the event is canceled. So you got to go through the rigmarole of canceling your flights and your hotel and all this stuff. It's tedious and it's shitty. Mm -hmm. but. This is, to me, the most important thing happening in the game in terms of its reflection on the state of the game. This is, I mean, uh, Grace Ann and I, Dark Seeker and I, went to Bachelor Live on stage last year out here in Los Angeles at the Ace Hotel. And we came back, and if you were listening to us then, you, you might remember... Or breakdown. We had to, we described it to Lizzie. They told me everything yeah. <laughs> that happened because I had COVID. That's right. COVID claimed pace case. Because <laughs> I went to Coachella. Sorry, I was trying to represent us on this festival circuit. Clues. No, I appreciate that representation. Um, the festival circuit is uh, my hell on earth. I don't ever want to go to it. But 
Dark Seeker and I did go to it. And our main takeaway from it was it was very low rent. There was not a lot of attention <laughs> to detail. Um, it seemed like there was the the seeds of the beginnings of something that could be like a bachelor con, you know, except that they had no one there. Like in the little lobby area, you should be able to be taking pictures with other bachelor players and stuff like that. None mm -hmm. of them were there. It was very like, it felt last minute, rushed, just kind of shitty. Becca Kufrin, who was the host. They were using the same script for all the Bachelors. Yeah, same script for every one of the shows. They did multiple of them in different cities across the country last year. And it was just, you know, honestly, it was bad. It was underwhelming and um, kind of disappointing in a, its presentation. The most fun part about it was being in a giant room of people who love the fucking game as much as you do. That was my favorite part of it. And I thought you could augment that part of it by really making a fan service event. It seemed like it was a, um, even down to the thing, you could buy like an extra ticket at the end of it to do, to take pictures with um, Becca Kufrin and some other people were there, Thomas Jacobs, whoever the Bachelor for ours was James Bonsall. And they had a couple other people that showed up as well. Genevieve Parisi showed up. Uh, Sydney Lotuaco was there. And I think there might've been one other person. I forget. Dancing. At any rate. Yeah, she was dancing. But they had a thing where you could pay extra money and show up to take pictures with these people. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then we saw what that actually was. All the Bachelor players were behind a rope. Didn't we get those tickets? We did get those <laughs> tickets. And then I, me, both me and Grace and were like, fuck this, let's get out of here. <laughs> but um, the Bachelor people were behind like a velvet rope and you could walk up in front of that rope, separated from the players by a fucking literal rope to take your pictures. I mean, I get it. It's like during COVID. Come on. Nobody was wearing a mask. They're on tour. That I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think it was like... I absolutely think it had something to do with it. You're a fan. We're the Bachelor players. I don't think it did. Because you were still standing a foot away from them just with a rope in between you. It was more of like a, a designator that you're a fan and that doesn't mean shit to us. Stay on the other mm. side of the fucking rope. That's how it came off. And it, it really painted a picture to me of like... Sorry you went through that. I was okay. I hope Dark Seeker is fine too. But it really painted a picture of the franchise not giving a fuck about the fans. That like not only was the event kind of underproduced and underwhelming, even this thing that they're asking you to pay extra money for is done in a way that makes you feel shitty. And now we carry over to a year later. I don't think Bachelor Live on stage was a success financially for them um, because... They narrowed it down to three weekends at one location in Arizona instead of holding it in mm -hmm. many cities like they did last year. And now they've even canceled that because ticket sales have been so bad. Grace Ann said that she was going on and checking the website um, kind of sporadically throughout the last few weeks since we bought our tickets. And mm -hmm. she said the weekend that we were going had the most tickets sold, which I, I can only assume is because we're talking about going and anybody listening to us who wants to come there with us was going to have a fun weekend. And we can't thank you enough if you did buy tickets uh, for that. Again, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm really sorry if you did it because of us. Yes, I'm disappointed too. <laughs> I was looking very forward to this. I thought it was going to be a super fun thing yeah. to meet other people who listen to the show who weren't able to come to a book signing in LA, you know? I, I thought it was yeah. going to be really fun. We were going to go meet up with Courtney Robertson, all of the other players in Lion Dyke Country. It's so, it's so disappointing. And I'm like, do they have no finger on the pulse to guess the interest in this beforehand? Like they could have just made it one weekend. Well, let's, okay. Let's talk about this element of it. 
Finger on the pulse. Yeah. Obviously not. The people producing the show, <laughs> everyone involved with it is terrible. Uh, bad at job. Don't understand what they're doing. Don't understand the product. Bad at job. No fingers, no pulses. But even more than that, it's like the marketing of it was fucking terrible. You know how many times yeah. they mentioned this event in the show? The thing that all Bachelor fans watch? In the document? Zero. Never. So the only way they're marketing it is through their social media, which is not where all the people are watching your show. So if you watch The Bachelor and you live in Scottsdale, you live in the place where they're doing it, you may not even know that it's happening because they are so fucking bad at marketing. It is an afterthought. The show producers are probably like, no, Bachelor Live on stage is bullshit. That's not the show. We do the real thing. I bet they have contempt for it and they don't want it marketed in their precious product. They could have even done it in place of like the little casting cards that Jesse Palmer does. If you want to get on The Bachelor, sign up ABC. Just put it right there. Put one right there. Go to this website for more information. They never fucking marketed it. And so then their ticket sales are bad. They could have had Jesse do it during his 10-minute <laughs> vamping exercise where he was on stage and all the women were surrounding him lower down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> for fucking real. Um, also, in some cases with certain fandoms, these things are done, like putting on events for the fans, are done at a cost to the company making the product mm-hmm. that has the fans. And the company realizes, like, we're just going to do this every year to show our fans that we appreciate them and we're not going to make money on it. Uh, many video game companies used to do this. Blizzard, which is a giant video game company, Blizzard Activision now, it's a merged company. They used to put on a thing called BlizzCon. And in the beginning, that was not for profit. You had to buy tickets to mitigate some of the costs of putting it on. But that was it. Ultimately, as it kept going, it did become a for-profit thing because it was like people were ravenous for it. You can't even get fucking tickets now. They sell out instantaneously. But you would see things like this. And yeah, Bravo, Bravo has its own BravoCon, which has become huge. And I don't think their fan bases are as big as The Bachelor. (laughs) Yeah, they just don't understand what the fuck they're doing. And it speaks to the larger problem of where the show is generally, the state of the game in a on the whole is that these people who are making this thing don't understand the fandom of it. They don't get what makes it popular. That, to me, couldn't be more evident than the cancellation of this, of Bachelor Live on stage this year. It's absurd. Yeah. They should have still done it and just eaten the fucking cost. Who cares? Throw a million dollars at it. Make it crazy. Make it a huge fucking extravaganza have players from all different seasons at different tables doing meet and greet photos signing shit have it be a true con take the fucking hit financially make the fans happy and in the long run that's going to make the whole thing bigger better last forever they don't fucking get it instead they just send us an email canceled I mean, it's been, how long has it been since we booked those tickets? Uh, Yeah, it it has been a minute. Uh, And they're like, there's no plans to reschedule it in the future. So it's like, it just feels very cold. (laughs) And it's like, I'm sure there's people who spent, I'm sure there's people who have expenses on this that they're not going to be able to recoup. I think I may be one of them. I don't know if I can get these plane ticket fees back. Oh, no. I think that might be me. You might be talking directly to me right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think I may be one of them. No, Clues, we're going to get you... I'm just going to have to fly to fucking Phoenix anyway. I got to get my value out of those tickets. You'll have to do a mini move somewhere else. (laughs) Um, No, I'm happy to not do a mini move, but I'll read you this email. This is what they sent. This is from Talking Stick Resort. Grace Ann forwarded this to me. 
It is a picture of Becca Kufrin smiling, Rodney Matthews smiling, <laughs> Andrew Spencer smiling. They're all holding roses and it says... Not in the same room. Yeah. Well, it's clearly photoshopped. But uh, it says The Bachelor Live. And then above it, in a red banner, it says canceled. <laughs> <laughs> and it says The Bachelor Live performances at Talking Stick Resort are canceled. Refunds will be processed from your point of purchase and will appear within 10 to 14 business days. Please reach out to your original point of purchase if you have additional questions. The performances will not be rescheduled at this time. If tickets were purchased at the Casino, Arizona, or Talking Stick Resort box offices, please contact us for your refund. Box office phone number is 480 if anybody out there needs it. 850-7734. That is it. No apology, no nothing. Just canceled on a red banner. The three smiling faces of the the hosts and the two bachelors, and that's it. That's it. This and this is the treatment yeah. of the fucking fans. That's why. I mean, to me, it's just it's such fucking gross negligence. You have this thing that people fucking love more than life itself, myself included, yourself included, and mm-hmm. this is how we're treated for being fans of it. it. It's just so fucking shitty. I truly don't understand why they do this. It is. It's so shitty. And it just feels like it's like a money thing, obviously. And obviously, this is a business. But I do think you're testing your fans a lot. Yes. We're the two most diehard fans ever. And I feel tested. I do, too. I'm not going to stop watching, but I am feeling like not respected. Of course. And it, like if they had just done one casting card during one of like women tell all or after the final rose, you know how many people watch those shows and they're like, God, I would die to be in the audience of that. You know? Absolutely. And who could actually just go to an event. You just bring Jesse Palmer there. Even mm-hmm. you don't even need that many people to show up to make it like the coolest bachelor event yeah. possible. Cause there are no live events for this show. There's only live events around the podcasts. Yeah. That's the only place we can get it. We have to create our own. But like, that's what they should have done for this. Our own uh, fan meetups. They should have flown out. Becca Kufrin's already going to be there. They should have flown out uh, Grocery, had them do a live clickbait episode from it. You know, like make yes. it a real fucking thing. Um, And make no mistake, the reason this was canceled was because of profit. They did not sell enough tickets because it was not marketed properly. And so yeah. now we bear the brunt of that. People were planning whole fucking weekends around this. I was one of them. You were one of them. Yeah. Like my my entire schedule had been re-maneuvered so that I could attend this event. <sighs> that I, by the way, knowing even it was going to be bad, I was still looking very forward to it. <laughs> I still was like, I'm I'm truly disappointed on like a fan level that I don't get to go to this shitty event. I've never even seen it. I've never, I might not even ever get to see this show. Yeah. I don't know how this comes back. I mean... I think they, you know, last year they tried to do this thing in many cities and again, didn't market it during the season, never saw any of the hosts say anything about it. And then the tickets were bad. The sales were bad. So they're like, okay, fuck it. Let's carve it down. This year, we're only going to do it three weekends, one location. People will have to come to it. So you're now asking your fans to incur further burden in order to come to this event. You now have to take time off work, buy a plane ticket, get a hotel room, all this shit. So you're already carving off a massive amount of people. And again, you're not marketing it in a way that people have enough time or even awareness that it exists to actually do this. It's just terrible top to bottom. I think we marketed it more than they did. 
Per Graysan, yes. <laughs> Our weekend sold the most fucking tickets. I don't think that's coincidental. Nobody no. knew it was happening. Because there were zero tickets when we bought them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had our pick of the best tickets and, and we bought them. <laughs> we bought the best tickets. We were front and center, had a whole table to ourselves. We were going to be one foot away from Becca Kufrin. And instead now, it's not happening. Blessed. We would have been blessed. But overall, in terms of what this means for the state of the game, it is, it's reinforcing things that we say a lot on the show about how the, the producers... And and mind you, the producers of Bachelor Live on Stage, I don't believe are the same producers as the show. But nonetheless, it's this culture of bad at job that is in every element of what this is. <laughs> you have this bright, shining property, this perfect reality dating format that has been tested, honed, purified over two decades. And the people now in charge of promoting every element of it, from creating the actual show to creating these spinoff events for the fans... They are all bad at job. I don't understand how this is possible. I know why they canceled it. Why is that? It was Mike Fleiss's baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that in the news for sure. That's a huge uh, component of, of the state of the game as well. Or maybe it's not. We don't know yet, but we will be covering that in the news. Obviously, Fleiss's departure from the franchise. But um, we just thought it was important to talk about this Bachelor Live thing, especially if you if you had tickets and you were planning on coming out to see us, you know. I almost feel like I owe an apology, even though I don't. I feel guilty. I feel sorry Yeah. for even saying it on our show. We should have known it would be canceled. <laughs> I didn't think it would be canceled simply because it's, again, I assumed that even if it was bad ticket sales, the show would perceive it as just kind of a lost leader thing. That's like, okay, we're going to take a little bit of a hit on this. Probably not a lot, by the way. Um, but these fans are going to get some experience. We can't just fucking shut this down. And then, indeed, they have now. Just a straight cancellation. Fuck you very much. No, I think our VIP table probably would have paid the whole show. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't think it's <laughs> making that much. Because you got to imagine, like, what are they paying uh, Andrew Spencer and Rodney Matthews? What are they paying Becca Kufrin? Maybe it's part of her contract mm -hmm. for happy hour. I don't know. but They have to put them up. Yeah. All of that. Well, no. I mean, I don't think they put them up. I'm sure they got free rooms and free everything for just holding it there. The Bachelor doesn't uh, pay for things. It's always promotional consideration. Like, they don't pay for any of the shit they do in the show. I'm sure it's similar yeah. in this case. But nonetheless, sad news, disappointing news. Uh, again, sorry to anybody out there who has bought tickets and now has to go through all the, the process of canceling things and changing dates and blah, blah, blah. We hope that goes as smoothly as possible. And still, I hold out hope that in the future of our beloved game, there will be a bachelor con. Someone will step up in this fucking franchise to do it correctly. Yeah. And if you're out there, if that person exists, if there's someone in the hierarchy that is listening to this now, fucking call me. I'll help you. Yeah. It's not hard. I've already got 40 pages of an outline. <laughs> we'll do a live show there. We'll we'll do a podcast live there if they hold this and they want us to do it yes i mean that should be a part of it too one day is all of the commentator podcasts like us like all of the other ones doing podcasts getting to talk to the players who are all in one location this is a very easy thing to put together it just requires a little work that's all little effort mm. is all it takes just a respect for the game you know just a little respect yeah just a respect for game someone who's good at job and I know that's hard to come by in the current era of Bachelor, but <laughs> that person has to be there, has to exist. I mean, God, 
my April is now open. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with myself. Well, this was going to be my whole April was preparing. I was going to get a fake tan so I fit in. Oh, shit. Um, nice. Yeah. And extensions. All, I was going to extend everything on my body for this, but I guess I won't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to hear that there will be no extension of Pace Case's body, but um, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to State of the Game. And again, hair extensions, eyelash extensions, eyebrow, whatever they can give me. Teeth. I was going to do. Just get some long ass teeth. Teeth. Yeah. But uh, no, sincerely, thank you to everybody who, who bought tickets uh, and was looking forward to hanging out with us on that weekend we were going to go. We were looking forward to it, too. So sorry that this has happened, and hopefully in the future, if they ever attempt this again, which I would say the odds are not good anytime soon Mm-mm. based on this outcome, but hopefully they will get their shit together with regard to the live events. It also keeps people engaged in the offseason. Okay, that's all. That's all. No, I agree. I agree. It was perfectly timed. It was at the exact right moment in terms of where we're at in Bachelor, and we're going into this essentially a three-month offseason and like the biggest news that's coming out of Bachelor is the live event is canceled because of lack of interest or ticket sales, and the head of the show is leaving it. <laughs> we will get to that. But now let's move on to this week in games. All right, we are going to discuss the ratings, as we always do to begin games. And the ratings for the finale of Zach Shawcross's 27th season of The Bachelor tied the previous week with no increase, remaining at 0.63 in the demo and 3.2 million total viewers. That was tied with Fantasy Suites Week for the second highest rating of the season, just behind night one. But these numbers were not enough to take the top spot across broadcast networks. The voice on CBS came in number one. Our beloved game did, however, dominate uh, NBC... Oh, sorry. It was the voice on NBC came in number one. But our beloved game did, however, dominate CBS, who aired the Young and Restless 50th anniversary, which registered a point three in the demo with 2.87 million viewers. And Fox, who aired the iHeart Music Radio Awards, which brought in a point three with 1.85 million viewers. And the CW showed... There's iHeart Music Radio Awards and we can't have Bachelor Con. <laughs> what? I rest my case, Your Honor. Um... And the CW showed signs of life with their All-American pulling in a demo number of 0.1 and 500K raw viewers. These numbers, I mean, we'll get to parasocial plays, but the parasocial plays are getting more views than the show. Yes. In some cases. Correct. And yet they're demonizing social media, which obviously could be this great supplemental thing. Yeah. So, yeah. They don't get it. Anyway... Uh, speaking of the terrible approach to social media, Zach gained 59K on Instagram, bringing him to a total of 180K on Instagram, and he gained 1.8K followers on TikTok, bringing him to 7.2K total. So what do we attribute this to? 180K. Lowest bachelor ever. In the modern like Instagram era. Yes. The worst yeah. number we have ever seen for a bachelor. You're right. He beat Alex Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> the ghost. <laughs> I love that. I love the ghost. Clayton Eckerd, I don't remember what his top was. Let me see if I can find this. He's right now at 278K. So even by with a year of um degradation, a year of bleed off, 
he still is Dang. utterly fucking dominating um, Zach Shawcross. And let's see if we look at, we have these numbers real quick. And both got villain edits. Yeah, exactly. Clayton's top that we have was 306,000. So we thought that that was going to be super low, but not like this. This shit's crazy. No one cares. Yeah. No one gives, a, like that means there's only 59K I mean, maybe he'll get like 30K next week. He'll pad that. Maybe he'll break 200K. But like, I don't think so. That's how many people care about watching Zach Shawcross and Katie Bigger's love story unfold more. But also, like, I think it is, and we've discussed this, I think it is like largely due to the fact that they demonize social media so much. And in this season specifically, they did it. Yeah. With uh, Anastasia and her 50K promise to whoever she was talking to. And they attacked her for it, and she was kicked off the fucking show. So within the document, you're telling people Instagram is bad. It is evil. So of course they're yeah. not going to fucking follow. Of course they're not. Yeah, that means you're watching for TWR if you're following them. <laughs> and then anybody who's like fucking thinking about coming into the game sees these shitty numbers, and they're like, well, I don't know. Love is blind. People are exploding. Yeah, well, I've got an offer from... Love is blind, or I've got an offer from Big Brother. Why would I do this? And you're compete like I don't think the Bachelor understands this. Bachelor producers, if you're listening, listen closely. You are now competing with a whole slate of reality dating shows on all the other streaming networks, and they are getting better players than you because of this. Period. You have Period. to compete with these other shows now. You have to, and you're not. You're doing the opposite. It's almost like at some point they're going to have to say, you know what? Television is bad. If you're coming on TV just to be on TV, you're for the wrong reasons. <laughs> they do say that already. In Bachelor in Paradise, they had a whole scene of people talking by the edge of the pool being like, I think she just wanted to be on TV. It's like, you're literally on TV saying yeah, this. As a camera is fucking one inch from your face. Anyway. Now for the uh, top five Instagram gains. Hint, they're not high. Sorry, we're just salty because they they canceled our fucking live event. I'm still, I'm just like so pissed about it. I know. We're. I wanted to go to that so fucking bad. We're salty. It's a salty day. It's okay. We'll have more adventures. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you for promising me more adventures. <laughs> I needed that promise today. <laughs> There'll be something to look forward to. We'll come up with something, something else in our lives. <laughs> Coming in first, not a surprise, ring winner Katie Bigger gained 137K for a total of 240K. I mean, that's a huge gain. Yeah, and that's a respectable number um, for, for sure. Uh, second place, Gabby Elnicki gained 105K for a total of 190K. Ariel Frankel gained 55.3K for a total of 138K. That's a that's a pretty good number for, you know, she was in the after the final rose, but she wasn't in the document since last week. Yeah. Uh, good girl, Charity Lawson and your next bachelorette, who is going to have her brother there as an undercover spy, I guess. Uh, if anybody falls for that disguise, by the way, that player should be eliminated that <laughs> night. Um, Charity Lawson gained 18.1K <laughs> for a total of 93.2K. It just reminds me of when they tried to trick people on Brad Womack's season by bringing in his twin brother, and then like some players thought it was him, and it was just so horrible to watch. <laughs> uh, 
And rounding out the top five, Jessica Garrott gained 6.8K for a total of 74.3K. And now the top five total Instagram chart for March 30th, 2023. Katie Bigger is on top with 240K. Do you remember when people got a million followers? I do. Okay, Grandma Pace Case will get you to bed. <laughs> Gabrielle Nikki is in second place with 190K. Christina Mandrell is in that third place position with 139K. A fucking star. Yep. You should have protected her. She's in third place. Ariel Frankel, fourth place, 138K. And in fifth place is Victoria Jameson, 125K. Still on the list. Night one player. Unreal. Oh, wait, she wasn't night one. <laughs> Week two. So you've got your top your top three. Your top five Instagram chart are your top three finalists. And then Christina Mandrell and Victoria Jameson. Yeah. That's unreal. They are beating your bachelorette for next season. Yeah. Top five TikTok chart. Number one, at Victoria. Victoria Jameson, 972.4K. No one's touched her. You were right. N- yeah, not even close. Uh, number two is Christina Madrell, 145.4K. Third place, Madison Johnson, night one player, 102.6K. Fourth place, Katie Bigger, 87.8. And Jessica Garrod in fifth at 79.1K. Pretty interesting, uh, that TikTok chart. Katie Bigger is the only person in it who was like a, a <laughs> finalist in this season. Obviously, she was the ring winner. Everybody else, yeah. Madison Johnson's a fucking night one player. And she is beating your ring winner. It's it's a sad state of affairs. Better job. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake. 
and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. It is, but let's move on to a better state of affairs by talking about some of those luscious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News, the rebrand has begun. (laughs) Less than 24 hours after we here at Game of Roses called for a rebrand of the franchise, news has emerged. It was well underway, and it seems to be starting at that top. The creator and lead creative voice of the franchise, Mike Fleiss, has announced his departure from the series after more than 20 years at its home. While Fleiss remained associated with the franchise, he hasn't been involved in the day-to-day operations of each series in about a decade. But he was one of the most important voices during the selection process of each season's lead. Outside of The Bachelor, Fleiss has been involved in reality series including Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire and High School Reunion as well as horror films, including the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, and the Hostel franchise. The ship will now be steered by Claire Freeland, Jason Ehrlich, and longtime executive producer Bennett Grabner, who will be taking over as executive producers and showrunners for the franchise. Freeland was formerly showrunner of The Bachelor franchise in Canada. Ehrlich has been showrunning on several seasons of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette and Bachelor Pad in the U.S., and Grabner has been a longtime executive producer on the franchise. While we can't be sure that Fleiss's departure from the franchise will have any meaningful effect on the current producer culture, it is certainly a step in the right direction. We are anxiously awaiting Charity Lawson's upcoming season 20 of The Bachelorette to see just how re the the rebrand actually is. I don't know. What do you think about this? Do you think this is going to make a fucking difference at all? I mean, who are we going to have to mislead us with horribly written tweets now? (laughs) Right. His tweets were always uh, very stupid. But I do think he had like his most important thing was he had a real strong voice in who the leads were. And at least with him gone, maybe that opens some shit up. Maybe we don't get another shout cross. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Maybe I'm naive. I'm fucking hopeful that this is meaningful. Look, we're Opto 2023. I, I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's past, you know, we're, we're a little distance from January, but I got to remember our New Year's resolution. Opto 2023, don't be salty, Liz. Right. <laughs> yeah. Turn that frown upside down. So, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> They probably are so different from Fleiss and they will probably make very different decisions. Yeah. I mean, they've all been in the franchise for like a decade themselves and and had whatever is going on in the franchise seeping into them. Maybe though they were silenced. Maybe these were people who had big creative ideas and wanted to take it in new directions and they just never got the ability and maybe now they can. I'll choose to look at it like that. The one that's interesting to me is Freeland 
who was formerly the showrunner of Bachelor in Canada, I'm like, oh, so this is the minor league, even for players and for producers. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, up next, the Bachelor Nation news, Baylock Kai, a.k.a. Blake Horseman, the second place finisher on Becca Kufrin's season 14 of The Bachelorette, Better Times, has concluded his arbitration in a lawsuit brought by the production company who makes The Bachelor, NZK Productions. NZK claimed that Horseman violated the liquidated damages clause in his contract after appearing on several podcasts to discuss his experiences in the franchise. Producers were also unhappy with Horseman getting paid to promote the dating site Bumble, which they claimed violated a separate provision provision in his contract that guaranteed his exclusive media services for a set period of time. The arbitrator in the case awarded NZK $150,000 plus $25,000 for arbitration costs. This is at least the second time that NZK has gone after a contestant for spilling behind-the-scenes details. A few years ago, producers obtained a $100,000 judgment against Bachelorette Season 15, Christian villain Luke Parker, after he made, quote, at least four press appearances in 2019 without NZK's assent. The production company, which has become one of the more aggressive secret keepers in Hollywood, has sought damages from Reality Steve for inducing those affiliated with the show to breach their contracts. Our sympathies go out to Bela Kai, one of the greatest Paradise players of all time, we hope that as the rebrand continues, the practice of suing ex-players is something that gets phased out. Um, yeah, this was fucking astounding to hear this. They are going to make him pay $175,000 for simply telling his experience in the show. And this is another thing that I think needs to be altered in the rebrand. You don't really hear about this ever happening in any other reality franchise. There's something specific about The Bachelor that they hate their own players. I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're barely even paying the players and then you're going to sue them. I mean, because he did a Bumble ad. Exactly. And it's like you want your players to be doing ads. How is that affecting them? It's not. They just hate him. They're just like, they want con- full control and they're like, he's got off contract energy and we hate him. So yes. we're going to sue him. Because all there are a ton of people doing this. We cover it every week in the Sauce Wars. The Sauce Wars are going on constantly. We've heard Michelle Young doing contract violations. They'll never sue her. Uh, well, we got another contract violation coming up here in the next item of Bachelor Nation oh News. Zach Shawcross has taken a stance in the Sauce Wars by firing some tea in the form of contradicting his own edit in the fucking finale. On Us Weekly's <laughs> Here for the Right Reasons podcast this week, Shawcross said... In quotes, that's the beauty of reality TV and editing. I'm not going to lie about it. I didn't know when I left the last chance date with Gabby. I truly didn't know. And it was the moment I saw Katie after my date with Gabby. I was like, this is my wife. There's not a doubt in my mind. According to Shawcross, the dates aired out of order. And when he told Gabby that he was so torn between the two women, he was actually being honest. Will Shawcross face legal vengeance from NZK Productions like Blake Horseman did for his contradiction of the finale edit? No. Time will tell, but no. It's it's also like that double <laughs> standard that they apply the adherence to the contract violations. Like if like you're yeah. saying, if it's a player they just don't like, fuck you, we're coming after you. Or in like mm-hmm. Luke Parker's case, not that I'm a fan of Luke Parker, obviously, who is, but he was like safe to sue because no one likes him. And he's not working for yeah. an official Bachelor Nation podcast or any of that shit. Because they villainized him. To be fair, he made that season though. <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> And this is how they treat those players, the players who are like the lightning rods of the season or whatever. Horseman did the same thing. Without Horseman in his season of BIP, 
that ain't the same season remotely and yeah. definitely not as good. These are these are the people who are propping up your like this would be like if and he talked about wanting to do terrible things to himself because of the show and you're suing that guy. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. Huge mental health problems because of the show and they're suing him again, forcing him to dredge all that shit up, go through the whole fucking thing. There's another now traumatic experience in his life that's associated with the show. This would be like if fucking the New York Yankees sued Aaron Judge for breaking the American League home run record and then like signing an endorsement deal. <laughs> you fucking sold Nike shoes. I'm guessing that's a baseball player. That's a good guess. Yes. Very good guess. An accurate guess. New York Yankees is a baseball team. Home runs is a... That's something what? you do in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's a superstar player, Horseman. And they're yeah. suing him basically for uh, talking about his experience in the game and capitalizing on his superstardom. I just don't... I'll never understand it. Yeah, they don't like... I think they don't like his success. Yeah. He's been so successful and he's, you know, he's going to stagecoach again. He's got his whole fan base who are supporting him and they probably are like, blah, 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 he talk shit on us. Should we start a class action lawsuit for canceling Bachelor Live on stage? <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my life. <laughs> this is the only thing I had to look forward to. <laughs> you ruined my fucking April. I won $175,000. Where's my arbitrator? Get him in here. This was going to be my spring awakening. Punitive damages. Ugh, no, I don't think that we should be using the legal system for stuff like this. Agreed. Because guess what? There had to be a whole fucking jury for this. Well, there was an arbitrator. Or whatever. There had to be people's jobs. Okay, an arbitrator, whatever. I don't believe they had a jury. I don't. Th this didn't go to trial. I believe it was like they sued him for some amount of money. Then they went to arbitration, the arbit which basically means you're waiving your right to a trial or any kind of thing like that to have the arbitrator make the final decision. 25K of arbitration costs. It's just, I mean, this is what I said when I was on jury, when they tried to put me on a jury. I was like, what are we all doing here for this thing that I won't disclose because I don't want to get sued? <laughs> Uh, next up in Bachelor Nation news, the male great one has revealed that his rumored romantic relationship with actress Rachel Bilson in 2019 was completely fabricated for the gram. What? Yeah, keep reading. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Bilson recently appeared on Vial Files and the two discussed their elaborate relationship hoax. No, Nick and I never dated. We did troll the internet. Rachel clarified that they were just messing around, not together, but I mean with the internet. While the great one explained that they were epically single and wanted the attention. The great one took credit for the inception of the fake relationship, describing it as an idea that popped into his head when she appeared on his podcast in July 2019. Afterward, the two brainstormed the possibility of doing a spinoff podcast. It was going to be called... Making love with Nick and Rachel, the great one explained. I had an Instagram saved what? already for it. Then she got some gig and then she bailed on me. <laughs> Bilson went on to say <laughs> it was literally to get attention for the podcast. It was like, okay, it's a tease up to what we're doing, even though it didn't come to fruition. That was the intention. Wow. Rachel Bilson, if you're out there, if you're listening, we will do a podcast with you. I mean, I'm also just like, oh, he's calling it making love. So he's like making fun of his famous line of why did you make love to me if you weren't in love with me, which was again, 
<laughs> outing them for banging publicly, a thing he is now criticizing the current bachelor for. That's correct. Okay. That's the great one's amazing ability to always be in the headlines, even if it's hypocritical, even if it's fucking insane. Even this, it's like, okay, so they faked this fucking thing because they were going to start a podcast. Like, this is fucking three years ago. And it probably helped him get with other celebs, too. Yeah. It's like that whole... Totally. The Mad Men lady, didn't he date her? That's probably how Natalie Joy found him. Natalie Joy was probably on Rachel Bilson's Instagram account and then saw Nick Vial. I bet that's how it happened. I have no proof of this. I bet they're not even together. They're just trying to launch a podcast. Oh, my God. It's a deep fake or uh, not deep fake like AI, long but con. like deep. It, yeah, long con. They're long conning us for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's called It's Giving Clown <laughs> Behavior with Nick and Natalie. Please, please make this. <laughs> Natalie Joy, if you're listening, please. It's Giving Clown Behavior with Nick and Natalie. At least grab the handle. But uh, we must move on now to relationship roundup news. One of the most important top players of all time, the dolphin shark Alexis Waters is engaged to her boyfriend, Tyler Fernandez, after four years of dating. Congrats, Alexis. And Gore wishes a big happy birthday to Ben Higgins and Mercedes Northrup on March 23rd. And to the apple of Bachelor Nation's eye, Rodney Matthews and billionaire Madison Pruitt, Trizzy Trout on March 25th. I did watch a short video of uh, the Trizzy's doing a walkthrough of their newly decorated home that was decorated by uh -huh. some uh, company that you hire. I believe it's called 31 Chapters. Uh, very nicely appointed little knickknacks <laughs> here and there, some vases. I believe it's called. Okay. Whatever. It's good you're keeping real strong tabs on the, on the trouts. <laughs> Look, some people got the fucking Kardashians. Some people got the royal family. I got the fucking Trizzies, yeah. okay? Period. They are my royal family. <laughs> I'm admitting that here, and there's no shame in it. I'm not surprised you've watched so much of the content yeah. they've made. Uh, and I will continue to watch it all. Yeah. You should definitely check out that video if you haven't seen it. It's interesting. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things, and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 
15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is gonna feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com And then you can also go to the 31 chapters, um, which I think is a Bible reference. I'm not sure. I think it might be like a Christian interior decorating service. Are there 31 chapters of the Bible? Alexa, how many chapters are in the Bible? 1,189 chapters. Okay, so it's not that. So maybe not. Maybe it's a satanic Bible reference. I don't know. But um, at any rate, you can go to their website and you can click a link that says buy the Pruitt's house or something like that. And every item that they put in their house, you can also purchase. The toilet plunger? So this is a massive spawn con thing. I didn't see it. I looked very closely and I didn't see it. <laughs> My apologies. No. I know. I know. Maybe they hot maybe they hid the toilet plunger because they're, you know, classy. It's in their guest house. But that wraps up all the tids that are fit to print. Now we're gonna move on to discuss all those plays our favorite players are making off the field. And in that internet, this is. The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. Third place player, Ariel, revealed she had no idea about Zach's sex week confession in a hilarious TikTok in which she does a pageant wave walking in her red dress from the rose ceremony in her house under the caption, me leaving the rose ceremony in Thailand, having no idea what's going on. The video now has 2.2 million views and 137.5K likes. Astounding. That's approaching the number of the show itself. Yes. She's, a, she's one to watch parasocially. I agree. Goldini posted a hilarious reel ahead of the season 27 finale 
where his ring winner, Catherine, is giving him a breakdown of everything that happened on Zach's season because Goldini didn't even watch it. There's a SpongeBob SquarePants music is playing in the background while Catherine pleads for her husband to listen before they appear on national television to talk about said season. Very funny work from Goldini. So Goldini answered every question being like, he did bad, just not even having watched. <laughs> Maybe. I don't I don't know if this video that they made was like True. is it real? Is it kind of a joke? I don't know. Yeah. I could, could go either way. I like them getting into the mix though. Uh Kat Izzo also got into the mix this week. She posted a TikTok of her and a bunch of season 27 players doing a variety of bonding activities, including a PowerPoint titled All My Exes Live in Texas, a season 27 Sister Wives edition, <laughs> and a slide with six players doing different face plays, asking the question most likely to go viral. This video got 136.5K views and 15.4K likes. Very strong second audience game by all these players. They're all acting like they're real friends. Ariel Frankel dropped another uh, Instagram swan song video, or sorry, image, a one image post of her at the final rose. The caption reads, I may have exited this experience the way I entered it, but I've left with invaluable relationship advice from two nudists having a shutdown <laughs> with a mentalist, a tapeworm from the Thai market, and polyamorous <laughs> pals. The Bachelor brought out survival skills that the streets of New York City weren't even able to teach me, although I've probably dated a guy that was also seeing 30 other women before. It was nice to be with someone that was at least transparent about it. I have immense respect for the women on this season and the women that came before us. Legacy. I love that. I was able to find clarity through calamity, mm -hmm. and I am eternally grateful for what this experience has taught me. Thank you to everyone who supported me on and off camera. Heart. The post has 40.8K likes and 1,019 comments. Long live the season 27 players. Jessica Garad posted a six-second TikTok of a huge group of the players all piling on top of each other to the song Long Live by Taylor Swift. That's 20.2K likes, 220.3K views. And these are all great plays, but there can be only one winner. The Parasocial Play of the Week this week goes to... It's a duo play. Ariel Frankel and Gabby L. Nicky. They reminded everyone what The Bachelor really is, an open relationship via a TikTok on Gabby's account. In it, they lip sync to the popular TikTok, I Am Chris TikTok Sound, where Ariel reveals she's kissing Gabby's boyfriend, all while wearing their iconic at the final rose dresses. The TikTok has 110.8K likes and 1.2 million views. Congratulations. Congrats. We love to see it. Yes, I agree. I laugh every time I watch this TikTok sound, personally. <laughs> it's very good. I think it's from some sort of anime show. Maybe. And those are all fantastic plays by our humans, but we do got a little play to mention here from a non-human. Season 27 ring winner Katie Bigger posted a five-second TikTok featuring her reunion with her pup after coming off the show. The cute video is set to an audio clip saying, you and me. It's a forever kind of thing as she snuggles her canine companion. The video has 15K likes and 264 comments. Congrats to Katie Bigger and her unnamed dog for the Parasocial Creature of the Week. That wraps up all those Parasocial plays. Now it's time for Pace Case and I to descend deep into the darkness. We will fall to the bottom of the pit from where we will issue forth our screams about how our fandom of this game 
has drastically affected our life, as if we have not been clear about that so far this episode. <laughs> this is Screams from the Pit. My scream this week will probably be evident to anyone who's on our Patreon right now. I I was like, okay, Love is Blind is coming up. One of my favorite shows. I'm obsessed with the format. I've watched it in multiple different countries at this point. Uh, but new, you know, U.S. version, that's, you know, that's your NFL or a major league baseball or whatever. And... I was like, how, how am I going to watch Love is Blind? Should I just watch it? And I was like, but Clues has been doing his Clues corners on it. And I was like, I'm just going to make a pace case palapa of me <laughs> watching Clues corners where he's watching Love is Blind. And so I did it. And I did it for one episode. I will probably do more later today trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really like... <laughs> we're we're diving deep. We're diving deep on the Patreon this year. Opto 2023 and the Patreon have been our have been our main focuses. And it was so funny to watch a show where you're already reacting to stuff. Then I'm reacting, but I'm also like reacting to your reactions and I'm like, "Oh my god, Clues is shipping a couple for real yeah, in this episode." I know. Astonishing. That was the main astonishing thing to me. And it just felt like I have reached a new level where I cannot even, I mean, this is a show that I used to watch as a hobby. And now it's, I am creating meta content about it and, and I enjoyed doing it. It, but it was very funny because I kept forgetting that you couldn't respond to me. And I was like, clues, clues. <laughs> and like, you were trying to figure out what level of something was. And I was like, four, it's four. <laughs> That's the next level to pit when we're talking to each other's videos of one another and expecting yes. responses. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I felt a little, there was just something very screamy about making this piece of content. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. I look, I look, I'm a I had not watched Clues Corners yet and now I have and I love them. I'm a yeah. I'm a oh. corner head. Thank you. I'm a palapa head. I loved watching Thank your you. reaction to my reaction of Love is Blind. I can't believe you watched it. <laughs> How am I not? That's fascinating. How many times have you watched that episode? <laughs> uh just one, but it's I don't know. I found it very hilarious and I I thank you for doing it. Thank you, Clues. Um my screen this week is something I've never done before. I found myself uh, just on an afternoon sitting down to the old computer where I spend most of my time. Mm-hmm. And I opened up a website called Google. Do you know that one? Yeah. It's where you can Big type one. in uh, things that you're looking for online and then you hit search and it pops up a list of the things that you're looking for and you can kind of go through them. It's a search engine. You know what I'm saying? And so the thing Uh I was searching for this week had to do with The Bachelor. Um, Okay. And I've, over the course of my life, searched for a lot of things in relation to The Bachelor. Uh Never this thing. How to cryogenically freeze yourself. That has nothing to do with The Bachelor. What do squirrels like to eat? Nothing to do with The Bachelor. Um, But this did, although it may not seem like it, what I was Googling was... 
private investigators. <laughs> Why? Because. Oh, God. It's because you're salty about Bachelor Alive. You're like, what yeah, happened? Exactly. I'm like, I need to find out. Do you have any information? No. I was Googling private investigators because um, there, there are certain times, I would say, in this journey that you and I have taken to the bottom of the pit where I kind of am mm -hmm. like, I can feel something that I want to do in service of the journey, but, but it feels too much. And so I pull back a little bit. Yeah. And this is one of those things. And I was like, no, fuck it. I have to go this deep. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm on a search for Alex Michelle. I want to interview this man, the first bachelor. And even as I'm Googling these private investigators, I'm like, to what end? Clues, you're looking for a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for a ghost. <laughs> they come back. He's, well, I can't find him anywhere. There's nothing online. His, there's not even a birth certificate. <laughs> there's not even a birth certificate. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it goes that deep. But uh -huh. I just kind of like was Googling around trying to find him and I could find his LinkedIn and all that stuff. But I know that's not, you know, a lot of people know about that and people can't get in contact with him through that. So I'm like, that's probably not the best way. But anyway, I, you know, I was just looking for a way to find this guy because mm -hmm. I want to do an interview with him. I also realized yeah. like probably no one even wants to hear that interview except me. No one even knows who he is. He, it's so long ago. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just sitting there like, am I really fucking Googling private investigators to try and find the first bachelor? Like, how did that become my life? I don't know, but it is. And that is my scream. Yeah, that's a good one. How much is a private investigator? They're usually hourly. I feel like that's... Anyway, that's my scream. Uh, well, good luck with that. You know, I think it's good to to stay in touch with what where that line is. You know, the brink. Oh, I'm well beyond it. The brink is what we call it on uh, HBO Lex. <laughs> You're beyond the brink. The okay. brink is far <laughs> behind me. The brink is a distant memory. <laughs> And that's the way I like it. Now, we're going to move on here to play another scream for uh, from someone who maybe the brink is a distant memory for them as well. This scream comes to us from Sophie Hardy 5. We're going to play it. There's a video associated with it, with it as well. So we're going to play the scream, then we're going to watch this video. If you'd like to submit your screams, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You sign up, join us in the bottom of the pit. You get access to our Discord, and the Discord is where you submit your screams, a one minute or less audio clip of your scream. We're going to play this one right now again from Sophie Hardy 5. Here we go. Hi, Pit. I'm an international pit developer, a Czech citizen living in Berlin, Germany. None of those countries is exactly a bachelor locality. But last week, I did a mini move with my boyfriend to Netherlands. And once I had learned that we would spend one day in Amsterdam, the program was obvious. We spent the whole day searching for the dumping bench. I had prepared very scientifically. I analyzed footage from the document and found a street number 30 on the house behind the bench. I tracked all possible houses with this number located at canals and after several hours I found the right one. Everything was there. The bench, the tree, the garbage bin, the stains from the tear play. This was the one and only dumping bench. A set place that kicked a prospective package deal player of the game. So my paramour and I decided to return joy to this dark place. We laughed level four to each other and then performed a hoo in front of the dumping bench. We asked some local Jorge Marenos to record our performance, which I am sending to the pit. Nervosity took away from my hoo but I hope that the symbolism of the place makes up for my lost points. Praised be our beloved game. Okay, I know. Before I watch the video, I just have to take a moment to put myself back together. Because... <laughs> 
After all that we have talked about. I have a feeling this person did leave the brink quite some time ago. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Sophie Hardy, you you may be well be on the brink. But I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, especially after a day like today where we've had Bachelor Life canceled. We're feeling salty. Mm -hmm. This type of shit fucking puts me right back on top of the mountain where I'm like the fandom of the show feeling this strongly about it. There are such positive things that come out of it. This is one of them. I can't wait to watch this fucking video. The fact that she went to such lengths to identify the exact location with the apartment numbers, all this shit, described it as the stains on the concrete or whatever from tear the play. The stains from there. the tear play was, <laughs> that was maybe my favorite line. I love the, that you're using Paramore and love yeah. level fouring. I mean, this is obviously a deep pit member. Um, I also feel so sorry because Grace Ann sent me the the uh, coordinates of this bench. I could have mm. could have revealed it. Honestly, I'm not even true, sure I went to the right bench at right. this point. But all right, I'm gonna check out this video now. Mini move to Amsterdam. Also, the mini move was hilarious. <laughs> uh, I think this video will probably be available on our social media as this episode is airing. I'm gonna watch it right now. It appears to be 13 seconds long. Oh my fucking god. This Huju, look. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to cry. I, I would have liked... I'm going to rewatch this just to make sure I saw what I saw. I would have liked to have seen some ankle lock here. Um, Doesn't appear to get ankle lock, but fuck what a Huju. This dismount is almost perfect. Kiss bombardment, perfect. Uh, Special thanks to the anchor, whoever the other half of this relationship is. <laughs> Fantastic work is anchoring. Fantastic Huju. Absolutely beautiful. Um... I, I'm speechless. The anchor looks tall. Like it's hard to get up there. If you want to do the hoochie, you gotta fucking have some athletic abilities. This honest honestly, this video my my podcast mic is gonna be tear stained after this one. That it really this is like the sweetest this is the sweetest thing ever. And I'm <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna have to do a clues corner of me reacting to you <laughs> reacting to the Suji video? <laughs> no, but look, I'm obviously in a sensitive place right now. My yeah, April has been ruined. So this is this is just a nice thing to see today. And thank you so much for submitting this scream. Yes. Sophie Hardy. Fantastic. This scream is a 10 out of 10. The Huju, not quite a 10 out of 10. I'll give it an 8.63. Gotta have that ankle lock. I'll give it a 10. Fuck clues. <laughs> you gotta be objective about these things. I give you a 10 out of 10. You get a bonus points for uh Location. Yeah, the location, astounding. Um, I'll give you a, a 10 out of 10 for researching <laughs> wow. the apartment number or the building number. I mean, yeah. this is just astounding. It's just astounding. Um, love it so much. It's a beautiful video, too, by the way. It's yeah. like, obviously, why they chose to shoot there. And she went when it wasn't raining. Looks nice to me. And special props to whoever your Jorge Moreno bystander was that took that video. Good work on the camera. Yeah, I wonder what they thought. <laughs> can you imagine that excuse me i'm just gonna need you can you just videotaping us doing a hooju here at this dumping bench uh what (laughs) never mind just uh point the video and press play okay here we go (laughs) anyway Uh, thank you so much uh sophie hardy for doing this and for submitting this absolutely fantastic really the highlight of my day same here and um 
Thanks to everybody for listening to Twibbon this week. We are going to be back on Monday with a brand new Digging Deeper. A lot of stuff is flying around the Bachelor podcast world in the wake of Shao Cross's, uh, what do you want to call it? Silent finale? Lackluster finale? I don't know what you want to call it, but a lot's been going around. Apparently they played the audio on the West Coast feed. Oh. So at least they fixed it. Interesting. Well, we will be talking about all of that on our Digging Deeper on Monday. And then Tuesday, we're going to have our top 10 takeaways from Shawcross's season and also kind of how we see that affecting the the nation as a whole. We're also going to be giving out our year-end awards, our plays of the season, our errors of the season, et cetera, et cetera. So we hope you will join us for that. I have a, a new award of this a season, award a new award of the season to pitch. Minutia of the season. And I already know what mine is. <laughs> no shit. All right. I'll have to think about mine. But we'll have all that for you on Tuesday of next week. We hope you'll join us for it. And before we go today, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,676 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be. Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. 